I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome to Live Mike. Really glad to have the microphone today. I'm Mary Richards, co-hosting with Jason Lee and talking about uh, the coronavirus, the new numbers we had today, but some interesting things about it, including those COVID-sniffing dogs. And thanks for all those who texted in on that. Now I want to hear from you about Halloween, because anytime I talk to a parent uh, in my neighborhood or in my state or in another state, I feel like... We talk about two things. First thing is, how is school going for you and your children? And then the second question now, as the weather starts to change, is what are you, what are you going to do about Halloween? What are we supposed to do? Well, the CDC has some new guidelines about what they think we should do. Take a listen. Here's ABC News correspondent Jim Ryan with those. Trick or treat! The CDC recommends a virtual costume contest, a scary movie night with the people you live with, or an in-home scavenger hunt. Higher-risk activities include crowded indoor parties, hayrides, or traditional trick-or-treating. The CDC takes special note of the dangers of visiting haunted houses where you or the people around you are likely to be screaming, potentially spread. Okay, I don't like haunted houses anyway, so I'm down with well, that. I, I, I don't love haunted houses, but I do think that would be fun, and if we're all wearing masks... You can scream in your mouth. Yeah, that's true. Right? Uh, But if you do that, they should be giving out uh, the N95s for those. Yeah, those are powerful. But I've got to be honest with you. I was sad to say that, I mean, who wants a virtual party? No. At the end of the school year, they were having a lot of virtual events, trying to stay connected with the kids, and it was not the same. And and Look, I I get why you said it, but I'm just thinking to myself, you know, it's hard to convince kids don't have fun as well virtually. Try to talk to Look. Talking to my grandson when I'm not in front of him, not that easy. On, he don't care about the, uh, looking at the uh, camera. He really doesn't. He's eight years old. I got, I got something to do. Uh, sorry, I got to go. go. But right in front of you, you can be like. Now he'll listen. You know. I keep doing that. Oh, that is from people. I'm going to turn that chime off. But that's from people who uh, want to text in. And if you want to chime in on this conversation about Halloween and what are you going to do and do you believe these CDC guidelines, go ahead and leave us a voicemail, 801 575 or text us at 57500. But but here's the thing. So I'm going to go over these again for you. The CDC says avoid door-to-door trick-or-treating. Don't go to these crowded parties and 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 these kinds of things. I'm not sure if I'm I, I'm not sure if I'm going to go that far. Uh, About I, not going? Yeah, I don't I'm not going to do a virtual costume party. So let's talk uh, how old are your kids for instance? So I'm going to talk about my children. My <laughs> my oldest is 15, so he doesn't do this anyway. Right. I have 15, 12, 9, 7, and 4. Okay. So this is pretty big for my 4-year-old, 7-year-old, and 9-year-old. I feel like there are ways to do Halloween safely, and I want to do them. I'm, I, I feel like the effect on my kids' mental 
health and their, um, you know, I know kids are resilient and mine definitely have been, and they have taken everything in stride with mm-hmm. this. But I, I really hope that things will be okay in the time between now, September 25th and October 31st, that I can take them at least to some houses. You well, know? I got to feel like uh, we, we're going to have to make some differences in how we offer kids. Uh, I mean, you got, this again, this is creativity, right? So you either put them in some kind of packages where uh, that you, you can, you know, rather than put your hands on them, we all that we have to do prepackaged stuff because otherwise the, the candy themselves could be potentially cam- contaminated. But then, uh, if you if you get candy, whatever the bag they have in the bag, they got to hold that out for a couple of days because that's how long the virus lasts, right? And then they can't eat that. Maybe so if you, if it's whatever day it is, maybe two days later you go back and eat that. So you give them something uh, that you get hmm. that you can feel yeah. is safer for that. And then uh, I want to steal uh, Amy's uh, idea. Uh, our producer, she uh, or was that Randall? Uh, they, one of the uh, the uh, the gun, the cannon. Oh yeah! Like you have the uh, if you go to the jazz games or any uh, sporting event, they shoot T-shirts to you, right? Yeah. How great would it be to be the house with the candy cannon? <laughs> and I'm just blasting uh, candy out to all the kids down the street. They're socially distant away. Uh, that's right. They they could just, and then they just go get it themselves. <laughs> that like is a, awesome. Like a pinata in a way. Almost, but 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 safer. But so much safer. <laughs> Yes, just shoot the candy to them. You know, our libraries um, have been doing this thing where you turn in your books and then they set them aside for a couple mm-hmm. of days and then yep. they reshell them. So if you're going to do that with your kids' candy buckets, just make sure you have something to give them that night. That is true, because right, you know they're going to be upset by not being able to do that. <laughs> Who can I explain to my four-year-old girl? Uh, Never mind. Give that, me your yeah. whole pillowcase. You get to have that in two days. I do. What? Already. Yeah. <laughs> what? I, I do. can see the tantrum they're having right now. Oh, she's probably having it right now as she hears me talking about this on the radio no candy but i do um already enact what i call a goblin tax where mom gets to kind of pick out some of her favorites oh my well, really I, wait hold on mary mary, mary. <laughs> I, look, I, you know hard for me i don't even i don't have any kids but i got to stand up for the children for a second why are we taking our children's candy just a little bit just i mean okay if, if they don't like the hershey's cookies so is cream, it the stuff they don't like or is it stuff you like that's a question uh, you, maybe you're taking something they actually d- dig and you know i feel like my kids like all the gross candy and i want the good like <laughs> what's chocolate. gross candy like the <laughs> <laughs> and, okay is it an oxymoron licorice oh yes See? okay you got me that's okay all right I don't uh, like a lot of candy though. I'm a I'm a candy snob. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm 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 old, so I don't I don't <laughs> yeah. eat like Hershey's bars anymore. You know, so I I, have, I get dark chocolate with seventy percent cacao. Oh, and, fans. You know, you know, no, it's too, it's totally true. Yeah, if you're gonna you know, have it, um, yeah, I'm I'm past that. So they could have all of that because okay. that's processed sugar that I'm that I'm not. Digging. You don't need the calories. However, uh, no, it's not the calories. It's just the sugar. Oh. Uh, I'm I, I, again, I'm a snob. So it's for me, I wouldn't want their candy. But they wouldn't want mine either because it's not sweet enough for them. Yeah. So it's, getting to be 50, it helps you. <laughs> uh, I don't really like gum. Um, I had some terrible pregnancy symptoms uh, for three of my pregnancies where the only thing that helped me was chewing gum all day, every day for nine months. Really? And so ever since, I just don't like no, it. No more gum for you. So they can keep the gum. However, we do have we, – we, we have – I can't believe I'm spilling all our secrets on the air. We have uh, an alternating gum ban at our house, like where we, where it, if it ends up in the carpet, gum is banned for a while. Then okay. we like bring it that back in, to try to introduce it. Uh, and then one time, the four year old found her brother, older brother's gum because he was responsible enough. We thought she found his gum, ate twenty five pieces in a row. Oh wow! And had the worst bellyache of her entire life. It was sad. That's a lot of candy, though. Yeah. Well, but it's, it's, it's one of those lessons you only have to learn once. That's true. She because when she, she won't have that bellyache anymore. 
Hey, listen, when we come back, we are going to talk about, so now we're talking about Halloween. But I think there's more to be talked about when you consider that there are more holidays coming along. Yeah. And we got to figure out a way to be able to settle, uh, celebrate those in a way that is uh, health conscious and reasonable, but, but still fun. And I don't know that you can, I mean, virtual is okay for some, but not, not totally. So when we come back, we'll be talking about that. She's Mary Richards. I'm Jason Lee. You're listen, listening to Live Mike on KSL News Radio, Salt Lake City. Welcome back. I am Jason Lee along with Mary Richards. You're listening to KSL News Radio's Live Mike. And uh, today, we're sitting in for Lee Lonsberry, who's out today having a day off. And uh, we just talked about the upcoming, what is it, uh, Halloween. Yeah. There are more holidays to come. Yes. So uh, I, I, I want to chat about that for a second. But I want to uh, remember, remind everybody, we invite you to weigh in on our conversation through the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Text your comments to 57500. And again, 57500. You can also uh, take us wherever you go, listen live and on demand. Download the KSO News Radio app powered by Any Hour Services. Yeah, that's a great thing. That's what I use um, when I'm out and about. So people have been texting us about this topic. We've been talking about what to do about Halloween. Someone wrote... My whole neighborhood is going trick-or-treating. Whether they like it or not, we've already all decided. I, I think some so neighborhoods sure are kind of waiting to see yeah. where we're at in a few weeks because that, we still have some But time. again, you know, there's, you could do that. If, if everybody just kind of walked – imagine this for a second. You know, both sides of the street, you go all the way. If you just went six feet apart one way at a time – that could be done. That's true. That, I mean, there's a way to do that. There is. If we can go to the grocery store with yes, one-way aisles absolutely. and wearing our masks, we could do it. We, we could really do could it. be doing it But you have to be pretty careful. Yeah. You know, especially with children. Well, yes. Uh, someone else says, uh, what is the difference from getting fast food through a drive through window and going trick-or-treating? Well, you know that that employee is washing their hands and they've prepared that food with care. Well, you, you and, hope to. Well, you, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we hope. Back to the teenagers and how gross we they go, are. <laughs> right? Got a bunch of 17-year-olds working there. So looking ahead, today is 90 days till Christmas. Right. So, uh, and of course, and also we have Thanksgiving, which the, is a big say, day. A, a few, Don't uh, skip Thanksgiving. That. We can't skip Thanksgiving. So how do you have holiday celebrations uh, based on what we know we already have and it's Probably very little chance that there'll be some, you know, useful vaccine by then. What do you do? Yeah, I've been thinking about that. This is actually a topic um, that uh, Ricky Meese and I run a little side passion project. It's a podcast about Christmas, and we do it all year round. For our fellow Christmas fans out there that didn't know, it's called the Sleigh Bells and Mistletoe Christmas Podcast. A little plug. But we've been talking about that on the show because already some communities and places are having to decide uh, right now, before they put in the effort mm-hmm. about canceling some things like visits to Santa uh, oh, right. or um, parades or, you know, these kinds of things. They're like, we already need to. Well, in fact, I reported earlier this week that Utah State had canceled their spring break. I mean, they're looking far, far ahead. Already? Yeah. So what does that mean? You just keep going to school? Uh, they're starting a week later in January to make up that week. You'll just stay home for winter break for one more week. And then you'll go, and commencement will still be on the same day. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, so folks are looking ahead to Christmas for those plans and things that they have to make. My concern, because don't skip Thanksgiving, is um, the, that's just, and Christmas, there's such a big day for family gathering, a multi-generational family gathering. And, again, these are those, you know how when you think about your, your life growing up, frequently they are around those kinds of gatherings when you're around your family. And to, you know, I don't, forego those would seem to be a pretty good, uh, that'd be a, a big leap for a lot of families because, uh, especially here in Utah, we love our families. Yes. Right? So, it, uh, what do you think you're going to be doing? I've been thinking about that. I guess we kind of have to wait and see um, 
what it's looking like in the community spread for where we would gather if we would. Um, and then the, all of our health. I don't know. Um, I wonder if some families, this is where we need those COVID sniffing dogs. Mm-hmm. If you could just say. <laughs> how, uh, you could hire one of those for your party. <laughs> for your party. Yes. If you are um, being smart in your actions and staying healthy and not really going many places and limiting your contact with people, I feel like you could be safe in doing your quarantine with your family. Um, if you've been making those kind of safe choices and, and being careful, I think you could still safely gather with your family. But going back to that empathy, if there's a member of the family that says, I just don't feel like I should come to this gathering, I worry about grandma, or um, I'm worried about myself catching it from one of your kids. Mm-hmm. So start with that empathy for that person or for yourself if you're feeling that way. Um, in not, you know what I mean? In making those decisions. So. I, I feel like, you know, the, the, especially for uh, people with extended families, you only get to see some of these families once a year, and yeah. that's during the holidays. And I recognize that you can do things virtually, but you and I both know it's not the same as being it's able not. to, you know, hold your grandma or, uh, you know, see that a relative that you, don't, you wish you saw so much more. Or just, again, have your kids understand who their family is. Yeah. So I think this is one of those times when, we're going to have to come up with some pretty creative solutions and figure out how either to have smaller family gatherings. Maybe you have, you have uh, if you have a large family, maybe you have you split into quarters. There you go. And then you some some go here, some go there so that you at least have uh, continue that tradition. Right. And have some of the exposure and some of the interaction. Don't have a big, large family right. gathering in one spot. There, there won't be one of those trips up to Idaho when we just take up a whole hotel. That is actually a great idea. Maybe a couple siblings meet here. That's so right. It's just like one or two families. Because... Because you're right. I think the people that are suffering a lot uh, during this pandemic are those who are at risk. They, they're they suffering from loneliness. It's totally true. And they need interaction. Let's find a way to do it safely for them because that loneliness, especially for our older population, is a big problem. And so I, I think, you know, right now uh, many of the counties are up to 50 people uh, in, in terms of being the, able to have a crowd. So let's just say we go back to, uh, what do they call it? Uh, orange. Yellow or, yeah. or orange, where it's 20 people. If you could get 20 people in a, in a spot where it's a little more space, because it's not necessarily in somebody's house, because most people's houses aren't quite that big. No. But um, I would imagine you could find a way to do that safely and still, again, have that family feel, the, uh, the ability to celebrate the holiday in a way that it will still be memorable and, and more personal. Because what, what we lack so often uh, in this uh, era of COVID is personal interaction particularly with those who, who you love that don't live in your house. Mm-hmm. When you got your own family, that's one thing. But if you are a person who may live far away from relatives and you thought this is your one chance to get out and uh, to be with them, you don't want to miss out on that opportunity. And Because, uh, again, I've, I've, I've learned uh, in this middle age of life, you know, no day is promised to you. So you want to be able to take advantage and celebrate whenever you can. Yes. Yes. You also just want to do it safely. Yeah. You don't want to be the person that makes somebody else sick because you insisted on having this really big gathering. Yeah, that, that, would, that would be like the anti-celebration. Yeah. I feel like every other year I do a Thanksgiving safety story about don't undercook the turkey, don't mm-hmm. give your guests food poisoning. This year, just don't give your guests don't give, corona. Don't give them corona. That's it. The rona don't have to be passed around. That's Someone funny. texted, oh my gosh, just miss one year of holidays and celebrations. No big deal if it means getting this virus under control until we have a vaccine. For some people, that's easy. They can just say, yeah, sure, I'll miss a year. I get it. Little kids don't My dad is 85. He might not have a year to miss. I'm not, uh, I'm going to take that risk because I'm going for for his birthday, for instance. Yeah. And there's nothing going to tell me not to go. Yeah. Because to me, 
when you have older relatives, and, and as I said, I'm, I'm at a middle age now where I know that tomorrow is not promised to you. And, and when you have older relatives, you know, just like you just described, there's loneliness that they have to endure most of the year. This is the one time they look forward to it. So rather than, uh, you know, I understand that person's, uh, you know, suggestion, but I think there's also other options. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, it, this doesn't have to be either or. It can be either and. And one of those things is and find a way to do it in a way that is safe but still allows for that personal interaction that so many of us crave. Yes. It's too bad we don't have warmer weather during these holidays. We just be outside. If you lived in Arizona. Oh, of course. <laughs> so now here's the thing, though. So, again, if, if you somehow could afford it, go to Arizona and have- or, or go to the south, you know, someplace Somewhere where it's warmer. warmer. And then you would you, you could do be it outside. outside and be a little more spread apart because, like you said, most of us don't have big houses That's, yeah, not with the ventilation to, yes. to like kind of to make that way. happen. So uh, you're right in, in in the winter climates like we have and further up north and uh, in the east that would be more difficult. But yeah. I bet you there's ways to make it happen. And then there's always for those people who have the attitude as as, as our um, listener who texted in, there is the virtual option too that is true so there there's many options still yes and we shouldn't discount those options because at least that Absolutely. is some connection 100 percent. yes we do need that connection i i've been reading this uh i referred to this uh deseret news editorial he said uh, this week the editorial board wrote this is a pandemic of loneliness let's fight back let's find these ways to connect to still connect as we think through the holidays and and just let's be optimistic let's be empathetic let's be hopeful and be careful. And be very careful and uh, just don't always just think about yourself. Try to find a way to think about those around you who you care about and some of those who you might not even know because all of our lives are important and we want to look after each other. Yeah. Well, maybe it's too soon to say Merry Christmas and Happy Thanksgiving, but it's coming. It's on the way. <laughs> and, yeah. And five weeks till Halloween. Um, I think we're going to be doing trick-or-treating at our house. I think we are. And we're going to do something for Thanksgiving. But like you said, I think it's going to be a smaller scale and just careful. But these holidays are important to the Richards house. So listen, uh, I want to say thank you for uh, being my partner. Yeah. So much fun. It. It Hopefully was. Lee takes some more vacation. We'll do it again. <laughs> Absolutely. So take us out. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News coming up next. This is KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately... We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.